I'm Bobby. And I'm Nathan. And this... This could be a podcast. Will you ever let me just say it? No. The problem is, you don't deserve it. Varieties and spice of life. So, I mean, being able to... You know, if you do get kind of bored with something, jump... You know, you can bounce around. I, You know, being a renaissance man is like... That's an admirable, like, quality. You know, that's an admirable thing. What's not admirable is saying... Fuck this! I'm fucking done. That's my problem. But I remember having uh, I had a buddy in college who he was going to be a pharmacist. He wanted to be a pharmacist. Yeah. Um. But he also had. I mean, we made movies together and everything like that. We were creative all throughout high school and into college and cool. stuff together. And I always remembered I, I was advocating being a Renaissance man. I was like, I would love to be able to do all these other things. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember he made the the um, statement about being a jack of all trades and master of none kind of thing. And that always kind of stuck with me a little bit because it is true. You can, you can kind of lull yourself into um, this fixation of like, not everyone can be a Renaissance man. And there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of people that can handle that. And what that means nowadays is completely different than what it meant, you know, 10, 20 years ago, uh, being a Renaissance man. It's it's almost like in the public spectrum, you have to be that Uh, they, they, they shove you in. That's almost like the pre-qualifying thing. Like Justin Timberlake to a lot of people is a Renaissance man because he can seem funny in some skits. But do I think he's a good actor? No. Do I think he's a good singer? No. When you watch Just in Time, not Just in Time, what was the what was the time one that he did where like he, everybody had a watch and it counted down when you were gonna die? No, I don't know. And and rich people, mm-hmm. they could buy more time and have more time put on their clock. And then not a bad idea for me. And then the poor people, they just they just, they just sat fucking there and watched they it. just fucking died because they couldn't they couldn't earn enough money to. I guess Justin Timberlake was the poor person that yeah. tried to rise up. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from uh, Mad Men? But he's a considered he he's considered I would, a Renaissance man. Of all the people, of all the people in Hollywood, Justin Timberlake is not what I'd call a Renaissance man. I would. I mean, you can pick. There's a lot. I think like Donald Glover is uh, considered a Renaissance man. Yes, I, and I, that's a hundred percent correct. Right, but what what we're doing here is we're looking at people that are doing the same exact thing, except one person's doing it much better than the other person. Donald Glover right. is a much better actor, performer, comedian, comedian than Justin Timberlake is any of those things. Sure, but they're both still doing it, and that's kind of goes back to our initial conversation of like. You're both doing the same thing, right? You're 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 right. trying to be an author, artist, anything like that. So really, no one else can tell you that you're doing it right, wrong, bad, or good, right? They can have their opinion, but they can't tell you. <laughs> right. 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 I have my opinion on Justin Timberlake, and I have my opinion on Donald Glover. That's my opinion. I'm not going to tell Justin Timberlake he can't be in another movie because I don't want to, as as an actor myself. Or as oh, an yeah. artist myself, you know, I don't think that he is uh, worthy to do that. Uh, yeah, I, let me let me think here. But that's bit. different, though. That's different. Being that kind of Renaissance man, mm-hmm. the the multi hyphen. That's that's what the kids say. All right, right. sure. Multi hyphen. I'm a triple threat. Right. <laughs> that is different in, in today's sing, world dance, and act than even 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Where my my thing is, I think it's just I, there are people who are just have that much talent. I, sure. I, I was having a conversation uh, with a guy uh, at the office. So 
I don't know if you know that. Saul Butler. Have you ever heard that name before? Mm-mm. Really interesting character. Uh, went to the University of Dubuque, like one of University of Dubuque's first African American uh, uh, person that, gotcha. that went there. Um, student. <clears throat> student. That's the word you were looking for. <laughs> it was really interesting. Nobody wanted to take him in college, so he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, um, I'm going to write a book about." Okay track and field and how to be better at track and field. And I'm going to self-publish this book mm-hmm. and I'm going to hawk it as a way for me to get into college. Okay. And that's what he did and ended up at university of Duke. He competed in the Olympics. Uh, he acted in a couple of movies. Okay. Uh, he played in like he was in some kind of Negro league football. Okay. Um, and then just, as they were doing research on the guy, like, oh, he like was a starting pitcher in a random like minor league team in St. Louis for like two days. Two days. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just because he was that he was that talented mm-hmm. of an athlete that yeah. you know he didn't play, he could just show up, just but, show up. But and again, that goes. I mean, and, and that's what I think of I mean, Renaissance man. I mean, as far as like being that multifaceted creative, you know, that dude. I mean, Bo Jackson, you know, right. You know, to be able to do it at those levels, somebody who is that talented can just jump into any scenario within a fairly wide wheelhouse and and still do well. Same thing with, you know, Michelangelo, you know, or, uh, you know, Donatello and the rest of the Ninja Turtles. The rest of them. them. Let's look it up here. Hold on. Uh, I hope it only just comes up with the Danny DeVito DeVito movie. movie. (laughs) I'm not even going to pronounce it. Pretend to spell it correctly here. Um, but everything's kind of boiled down into the world that you're in, right? Like, you can be a renaissance man within the world of entertainment. You can be a renaissance man within the world of sports, right? Right, um, right. And there's definitely crossover. I mean, you can be a renaissance man within the world of, you know, any industry. Michael Jordan, his uh, acting chops. Incredible. Right. Well, I would say one of the uh, more legitimate <laughs> example is, like, Peyton Manning and how he plays his Peyton Manning character is very astute. He yes. like he knows what he's going for, <laughs> exactly. and he, he acts circles around like Brad Paisley in all those fucking commercials <laughs> because right. he understands that what his role is, and probably part of the reason why he would never go to the booth to like do uh, like Monday night games or any or any sure. ca- any kind sure. of uh, announcing or anything like that because it's not playing this character that he's worked really hard to cultivate and does a really good job of gets paid very well for it, right? But the character that he's created is crossed over in 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 worlds where he can be, I don't know. It's it's probably not him. <laughs> no, oh like, no, right? yeah, that's I have a hard time believing that'd be actual Peyton Manning. Yeah, but that's that even speaks more to the credit though that he should get for being a good actor as he is. Because, right. Um, it, it's one thing for a, a sports athlete. You see a lot of it nowadays with football going on and everything, but. I, you see it with Patrick Mahomes and uh, Aaron Rodgers in those State Farm commercials and stuff like that. It's like Patrick Mahomes is acting for the first time on a national yes. Yes. national audience, and it's bad. And it's like, oh, my God. And Aaron Rodgers is still – he's been doing it forever, and he's still really bad at it. And it's, Don't get me started on those uh, Cousins uh, Pizza Ranch commercials. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, is, again, falls into the cannot act and probably should not be on there. Right. But uh, – they they're all following that mold really that Peyton Manning kind of put together of like you can be really really successful like hawking insurance and shit like that right by playing this character you can see Aaron Rodgers is doing the same is trying to do the same thing 
Maybe yeah. a little less lampoonish or like self-deprecating. I think yeah, he he's, might be a little bit more straightforward. I think he's more a little bit more broy. How about that? Sure, he's trying to play, I guess, the straight man to the the wackiness that's going on around him. Right. But, um, but but you can tell that those guys are not comfortable in the scene. Is then that's the best right. take they got. That's the, the one you're one seeing is that, and it's that's still really uncomfortable. I don't know. It's super weird. I mean, the, I don't know. you see it with Chris Paul and any, it's really any insurance commercial. Like why on earth? And they're all following that Peyton Manning mm-hmm. model. I mean, I really can't think of outside of Michael Jordan being like Nike, like super serious, that comedic approach to an athlete. I guess uh, when, uh, something. when, uh, yeah, when uh, Dan Marina was hawking isotoners, that wasn't, uh, that was Ace Ventura, right? Uh, he, no, I think he actually. I think he actually hawked isotoners before or after. Ace I think Ventura. before. I don't oh, know. One second, super weird. Dan Marino. And Dan Marino. Tell you what, I loved that. That was one of the best thirty for thirties. The from uh, Elway to Marino. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh wow, he really did. In nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. Isotoner gloves. Now, see, now that's something that I had no idea about. <laughs> now you can learn something. Not, I always thought that was just a bit on Ace Ventura. No, man. Damn. But was he funny in him? I could not tell you. When I was six years old, When I, I don't recall any specific Dan Marino isotoner glove commercials. My guess is that would be straight-laced. I mean, no pun intended. I don't, I don't, he might be talking about hands. Uh, you know, you got to protect my hands. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you have to, again, yeah. I guess there were things I don't know. where, yeah, you're being trying to be funny. Yeah, but not like that. But being Dan Marino, being he's, funny, he's been he's not playing a character. A, playing a character, which is what really he might be like putting on his persona. You know, his but Peyton like, Manning kind of plays like his a, public persona, like kind of an idiot. That's kind of what he kind of plays into. It's not really that, but yeah. Dopey, not, dopey is dopey probably, is the, probably best the best way to describe right. it. Right, because you still—he's not stupid. Yeah, he's not stupid. Eli's stupid, but Eli. Oh my god, don't get me started on Eli Manning. <laughs> that guy. The amount of like, football produces some of the dumbest looking people. Yes. Where you're like, holy yes. shit! I know you're smart because you you're playing professional football and like, it takes some type of intelligence to get that far. Football, like, football intelligence. Sure. <laughs> but I'm going to grant that that's intelligence. I'm going to grant that that's its own thing. But my God, the look on your face. Mitchell Trubisky, for me right now, is one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what Mitchell Trubisky looks like, just image search him right now. Right now. And he looks like he couldn't put two sticks together. Like He's one of those like two plus two equals five kind of guys. Yeah. <laughs> really Orwellian. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But it's, just a dumb face. Like, and it, really it sucks because you don't want to be dumb like. Dumb face. I don't want to assume that you're an idiot based on your dumb fucking However, face that I'm looking at. However, you look dumb as shit. Right. Uh, yeah, my thing is, I have got a problem with Eli Manning just because, like, collegehumor.com. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, that was, like, a big site. And every so often, every other week or so, there's just a picture of Eli Manning looking like <laughs> the douchiest of douche, uh-huh. just drunk and surrounded by... Ladies and it's, mm-hmm. and just like this is garbage. I mean, who did he play for in college? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. His daddy's alma mater. 
Well, Paint went to Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, blazed his own trail. That's interesting. I remember like... In a literally, like, I mean, assaulted. I won't say sexually assaulted, but assaulted a personal trainer. Which was, again, swept under the rug by the media because we don't want to talk about that. That was... uh, But he makes payments to her. He does. Well, that's just one of those things. Apparently he farted in her face. He held her down and farted in her face. Tales old as time. (laughs) Everyone went to college. Well, when you're in college and you can do no wrong. Yeah. You're either the the person getting farted on or the person <laughs> farting. One of the two. Right. You know, that's life. That's pretty that's, much just life. You know? Yeah. I remember that was, a, I think that was a chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. It was one, <laughs> one of those. Of those ones, yeah. 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 You either uh, get farted on or you're doing the farting. My old grandpa, he told me this story. Was uh, Danny DeVito and It's Always Sunny Said. <laughs> it's America. You're either a duper or a dupee. I'm a duper, which I think is a valuable lesson to learn at some level in life. You need to yeah. realize that there are people that are duping you and you're, you can be duped. Where are you on the sliding, on the scale, on the sliding scale oh, on, of, of duper, duper dupe in the, in this oh. current point in your life? It's mm. a good question. Are you, are, are you leaning more duper or dupe? I, I think I'm more of the duper, oh. but without taking advantage of being the duper. I don't feel oh. I've been, been duped. I mean, as far as uh, like falling for, falling for like decisions I regret making, you know, like oh, everything would have been different had I not done this. You're working yeah. inside this capitalist society, so mm-hmm. I, you. you uh... That's true. <laughs> I have not got a Bitcoin yet. I could be on the wrong <laughs> side of this. Uh, Bitcoin. Oh man, that was a weird thing. That was still a, is a weird thing. A, it's, it's still going on. I don't like the idea. I, I don't. I don't think anytime we're ever going to be ready for a decentralized monetary. You don't think a digital system. dollar, digital dollars on the way. I, I mean, we already technically, I mean, kind of have it already. I. It'll be interesting. I know that Fed Now program that they're launching is, um, definitely a precursor to what a digital dollar could become with the next how how they want to pay the next stimulus package, basically. So. Hold on. Are you familiar with any of this? No. Oh, okay. So, Did you, was this in the Wall Street Journal? I don't think it was in the Wall. No. No. <laughs> You're not a subscriber. You don't. You no. Know, you don't know that joke from the Office. <laughs> no. I sure. I'm sure you all saw that the article in the Journal. The Journal. What do you mean? Wall Street Journal. Oh, the Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No. I don't remember that. That's a good one. No. But uh. No, so w- with the new stimulus package that has yet to be passed, but what they what what they'd like to do, what the Fed would like to do, is basically circumvent all the banks and say, and it'd be very hard to do, honestly, without the banks having some pushback and say, sure, but create a digital wallet for every American attached to their social security number. That that's what gets put in to your phone or you get a debit card that you can pick up at the post office you can check this all out this is all I, I mean the whole they mailed oh. out debit cards I mean that that's so what, happened it's it's just a precursor to what they would like to get set up as far as a digital dollar a um, oh, what's the basic universal income a, a UBI yeah universal basic why don't they call it basic universal income is it universal basic income it's a UBI it's universal basic income yeah um but it's the speculation is that's the precursor huh. to that. Right. They want to use the stimulus package as a way to roll it out and see how it works. I, the whole uh, UBI is, 
that's a little bit too Star Trekky for me, quite frankly. I, I it's I, it's kind of it makes me think of the uh like a shitty deal that some like musicians and stuff would sign based on like hey we're gonna give you we'll give you two thousand dollars right now yeah. to have the the rights to this song and you know that can seem like a shit ton of money and then right. everyone else gets to go it's like the the shitty prize you take you know what what do they call it on a game show like the consolation the consolation prize, prize. that's yeah. what it's for it's like shitty consolation prize when it comes to the free market and the home version yeah the home version <laughs> <laughs> consolation prize the home version so because yeah. again i mean if you get two thousand dollars a month right or whatever sure whatever you want to suggest mm-hmm. it can't be outrageous obviously i don't know yeah who knows right who's to say yeah modern monetary theory just keep printing. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I think it's just it's there's no way that we in our current system could support it. There's just no way. I just I can't imagine people would just I'm not not immediately, mm-hmm. but fairly quickly move to a black market barter system and sure. I, I think that's what a lot of it. I mean, that's what happens when in, in any stage of the economy. I mean, like, so when when Oregon makes every drug legal, I'm or decriminalizes, I guess every every yes. drug. That's what it was. I say, great, that's awesome. Not because I want to do every drug, but because that eliminates a black market that opens up industry or mm-hmm. should open up industry. I guess if it's legalized, then it right. opens up industry, but. Because decriminalizing it, all that really does is incentivizes the black market more. Like, you can just sell more now, right? Right. Versus, I'm of the belief, and I don't know if you are as well, but, like, if I'm going to do heroin or someone I love is going to do heroin, I want them to be able to go to a trusted source. I want them to be able to go to Target and pick up heroin, Mm. you know, instead Mm -hmm. of a back alley. And I would feel more comfortable about that. And. Yeah, would do I really want them doing heroin? No, but they get a choice in their life, and that's what it, it is. But when you make something illegal, that's what creates those black markets. So when you give somebody a universal basic income, you know, and that's all they're going to get, they're going to find a way around that. They're going to work. There's going to be some workaround that's going to create a yeah. whole other set of problems that's that you couldn't foresee when when you started because it sounded like such a great idea. It does sound like. I mean, listen, people need people are hurting. People need money. But I don't think universal that's gonna help them. I think it's no. Gonna, I think it's. I do think <clears throat> it, it's it stifles the the drive to earn and like the the mm-hmm. drive to just. I we've talked about before on the podcast like constant growth is a problem for sure, but you do need some type of drive, you know. Right. I, I think everybody needs to understand that you know trees don't go all the way up to the sky. Mm-hmm. You know they they don't just keep growing. They. Right. And that is a, I mean, that's a real problem with corporations and, you know, they just, they don't understand. I mean, we got to keep growing. We got, I mean. And the expectation is constant growth. Yes. Well, that's just, it's a problem with, and I'm glad we've kind of gotten away. Some companies, especially like the um, auto industry, they've gotten away. They've gone away from the number of reports they put out. I want to say they're down to either monthly or quarterly mm-hmm. car sales as compared to before. I can't remember if it was coming out every week or every month. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but they're like, we, well, it's dumb for us to do this because we're in the middle of, I think they, I think that was COVID that they started stopped putting out as many numbers, but yeah, we just, it's not good for anybody. 
you, you can't sit there and only worried about tomorrow's market and how you're going to play tomorrow's market because that's not a long shot. I mean, you're not as a corporation, you can't be chasing after you're not moving day to day in a successful corporation. Right. You, you've got to have like long term, mm-hmm. not next quarter, not next yeah. year, next five years. Right. Where are we going to be set? Yeah. In the next decade. Right. What are we planning on how we can survive and grow and, you know, yeah, we can look at going into different avenues and going into different places, parts of the market. But there does not make well, that doesn't make sense for us to go over here. Why we have absolutely no experience in the automotive industry since we're a cosmetic company. Mm-hmm. So why would we want to try to get into it? Same thing like with uh, GE when they got like totally over leveraged with when they became just basically a bank mm-hmm. and just completely ruined all a number of industries, <laughs> just everything because mm-hmm. they just, well, we're making a lot of money, but we didn't know how to handle it and just kind of let it blow Going up. Go back to the jack of all trades, master of none. You know, there's something to be said for focusing on one skill trait and then being able to master that. And then again, the right person with the right mindset can branch that off and, uh, kind of shoehorn. Is that the right term? Like that into something else. Basically, yeah, yeah. If, if you can take, look at how like, uh, well, what did Amazon started off as a, a, a book company? Book reseller. Yeah. yeah, book reseller. So, and now it's blown up into the. Anything and everything. Any, yeah, biggest marketplace in the world. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. Amazon has, but again, it's uh, what you started off doing. And then I don't even know if they mastered, actually. I don't even know if they mastered selling books. I mean, no, <laughs> it I was mean, just the pivoting. But some part of that structure yeah. made sense to be able to branch out into other things. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the infrastructure was there. Uh, like Apple Podcasts is a great example, too, of like they haven't really changed their infrastructure since they first released it because they haven't had to. And things are changing, though, man. Yeah. Things are afoot. Oh, yeah? As they say. In Apple Podcasts? <clears throat> well, no, just podcasts in general. Like mm. um, Spotify, they're buying up a lot of people. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. Um, they just bought up a company that can insert ads like mm-hmm. on the fly. Yeah. So not like pre-recorded ads, but hey, okay, here we go. We're coming up to our ad break, and what's best for you, Bobby, yep. based on your data? Mm-hmm. We're going to push this advertisement. Yeah. Something with uh, lupus. Something with lupus? You search a lot for lupus or Google thinks you have lupus? Yeah, just, yep, Google thinks I have it, so that's what I'm going with. <laughs> you got to keep the internet on its toes, okay? If you can't do that, I'm pretty you're not sure doing the internet right. This guy's got lupus. I'm pretty sure this guy's got lupus. Again, duper or dupey? What am I? I'm a duper. <laughs> I'm duping. I'm duping this. They're wasting, I just, I just they're wasting search. all their money on mm-hmm. that lupus medication. Sometimes you just got to type in mama's family into YouTube and just see what, just throw it for a loop. <laughs> just be like, it's a mama's family. That's it. I need some golden girls. <laughs> boop, 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 There it goes. Hold on. What? Wait, what? Uh, this does not, this does not track. Can I do the Abbott and Costello who's on third bit right now? There we go. And then, the, and then the internet has, they're like, what? wait, oh, what? Hold, hold on. What? Wait, what? What? This makes no, he was just looking at Ass Hotel last week. <laughs> now he wants to know who's on Thirst. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how Mama's, can you square the circle between Mama's family and Ass Hotel? 
Roger.com? Because I can't. I can't do this. Jeez. Get Roger in here. Roger. Well, oh, this guy's a duper. That's what's going on. And, uh, and Roger du- knows. Classic duper. Yeah. yeah no it. one looks up Dan Marino's Isotoner commercial <laughs> without trying to dupe us. No one's doing that's, that. That's just it. That's it, guys. And, that, you know, I, I feel really happy. I was listening to... Uh, um, I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan interviewing interviewing Tristan Harris from uh, former Google employee. No clue. Um, I, I I heard about it from another podcast, so I was giving it a listen. But um, they were talking about Joe Rogan uses Apple Maps for the same reasons I do, <laughs> as far as because because it's god awful. Because it's god awful, but they're not taking my taking my uh, information and using it, you know, selling it off and everything like that, which makes a worse product, but. I appreciate that they're not doing it. And then he also switched over to DuckDuckGo for the same reasons. I was like, ah, those are two feathers in my cap right there. I'll take it. I'll eat Apple Maps and DuckDuckGo before Joe Rogan was. For the same reasons. Same reasons. Same, same reasons. I don't You want... and Joe Rogan just thinking together. It's like there's two people using DuckDuckGo. It's me and Joe Rogan. And uh, what's her name from uh, from Marketplace? Tech, tech Desk. What's her name? Molly Wood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's, she's a big, big DuckDuckGo duck. person. I saw a uh, we were we took a road trip into Wisconsin and I know it's it's I shouldn't be saying that but we we went out of the state and we drove our car and we went to another city. You're not supposed to do that. And then we stayed a couple of days in another city outside yeah. of Iowa. And uh we saw I saw a billboard for DuckDuckGo in in Madison, Wisconsin. That's insane. And it wasn't like a one of the rotating billboards where it was just an ad. Just a full It's full a full on, on Stationary. We bought this for a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I guess. You know who needs to hear about DuckDuckGo? Everybody in Madison, Wisconsin. Everybody. And then right I saw right on the Beltway, baby. And then I saw a parade of pickup trucks with Trump flags on them. And it was like, <laughs> it was a weird, like, uh, you know, two minute stretch. <laughs> but. I remember one time when I was driving through Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I looked over, and the guy I was uh, I was in a fairly large truck. Mm-hmm. And I looked down. In a Trump rally? or No. Oh, okay. This was before candidate Trump. Okay. Um, and uh, he, uh, there was a dude just rolling a joint mm-hmm. just in his car. Not and I'm looking down and, I, and I like that. I'm like, oh, geez. And he <laughs> kind of looked at me. <laughs> I'm like re- kind of headed away. And I'm like, how brazen are you? That's mm-hmm. a lot of trust. Of every single person in traffic that you're going to see mm-hmm. are like not going to be kind of like, well, this guy is doing yeah, rolling a joint and driving a car. would be hard. I mean, if, I have a tough, the traffic was slow. How about that? Were you on the belt line on the, Oh, oof, no. slow on the belt line. That's why it sucks. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I have a hard enough time rolling a joint outside of a car. Um, let alone driving <laughs> right. and doing it at the same time. I don't know. I think I have too big of fingers. I don't know. I've, you do have big sausage fingers. Thanks. I've been coming to... from a man that has big sausage fingers as well. That means I've a lot. Me, I'm meaning to tell you that you got big old sausage fingers. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's uh, pretty bad. Hard to roll a joint. <laughs> it's, it's me doing fine motor skills <laughs> with my hands. Or it's uh, it's not good. It's like me just sitting there trying to like put it's hard. like like if I need to flip a lavalier microphone clip so mm-hmm. it's on so I can pin it to a woman. And I gotta sit there and flip. or anybody, no, because I know because if women women's blouse women's shirts are open and different from a men's, okay, I 
If they identify as such, yes. Don't get me started on women's clothing because it's the worst. <laughs> I, as a video producer, mm-hmm. women's clothing is the absolute worst thing in the whole world. We just deal with a lot of pantsuits. Well, just like there's never a good place to clip there's, the pack. There is never a good place to <laughs> it, clip. You know, they're wearing a jumpsuit, so you can't just run it right up their shirt. Mm-hmm. Their blouse is too thin, mm-hmm. so you can see the wire, or it's too thin, and like literally just the weight of the cable is pulling will it down, pull it down, creating cleavage that shouldn't be there. It's like, we'll get ratings, but no, you know, right? We and don't want to imply that. There's no pockets, mm-hmm. like everything Give about women pockets. They just. If any gender needs a pocket, I don't understand this. I don't like. I don't. I don't get it either. And maybe if anyone listening can tell us why there's not pockets, I, I kind of know why. Okay, go. <laughs> because it disrupts like the flow, like of what of like their clothes. Like so, if you add a pocket with a, the actual functioning pocket to it. Nice. I can't. I, I can't. Because they're too like clothes are too tight or they're too loose. But you put a dress. You put a pocket on a dress. No one's gonna know. Here's the deal. Every single woman I've ever met, ever, and they say, "Oh my god, this dress has pockets. It's amazing. It's a. It's a. And, it seems it's, like a no brainer. If you get a free flowing dress, you put a pocket, pocket. in there. So why they? Why the why, why don't they? I don't know. Who are these people that are den- like denying women pockets? Right. We want to talk about true injustice in the world. I remember hearing somebody say one time, it was big purse. Mm-hmm. It was big purse. People wanted to have, make sure they have to have the accessory. They have to have to buy one more thing to make their life function. So they go, that, this brings me back to that Tristan Harris interview I was listening about the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the attention economy, basically. Mm-hmm. It was, it, man, I thought it was a, a fascinating little bit, but. They, when you type in a video, like let, they, they, the example he gave was if you typed in, a, like if a 12-year-old girl typed in diet video on YouTube, Ugh. they're going to give you uh, anorexia video as a related, like recommended video because that's what's going to get you to watch longer th- through the algorithm. So it's right. not necessarily that it's related, kind of like you may not need the big bag if we just put a pocket in the fucking dress. But, right. But... If we add this next to it, it's going to give you, it's going to get your attention longer and you're going to stay with us. Basically, we're going to get that retention of you as a consumer Um, because Hmm. if you're not buying a product, you are the product. And I thought that was another fascinating. uh, That's an old, that's an old one. But that's lifestyle. No, no, it's not not a lifestyle. That's an old saying. That's, that's an old factual statement. (laughs) Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I th- like the idea that if you're on Facebook, you're. I mean, Facebook's making money, and they're making right. money off of your data. Right. They're making money off advertisement, advertisement, um, theoretically N- geared towards you. NBC is you're the product for NBC. You know. Sure. <laughs> I, I, so I like maybe that's just you're, you're like, the me, consumer. Me. You're the consumer for it. I mean. No, I mean, listen. I mean, I you're mean, not I'm, paying I'm, for it. Right? I'm not paying for it, right? So, I have fully and I have fully agreed for the most part to that trade-off. I understand that you are learning more about me, and I want. But here's the thing: Have you ever met a Nielsen family? Have you ever? No, nope. So, and I've never met one either, and, and I just have a hard time wrapping my head around how they can gather the data the way that uh, 
Well, like a social media company can. Sure. I, I can guarantee that the social media company. Right. Or, right. you know, the Amazons of the world or eBay's guitar centers, wherever you want to shop, Ikea's of the world. Mm-hmm. As soon as you search something, they have that information. They know what device you got it on. And then they know how to link it to your IP address or, I mean. Right. There's, I mean, how many times have you looked at something on your phone and then it's <clears> on your desktop later that night? As oh, far yeah. As I mean, yeah, that's just because. There's a linking process. No, well. Versus you watching five minutes of Grey's Anatomy and then be like, oh, yeah, he watched five minutes and he didn't like it. And he shut it off. So we need to change Grey's Anatomy to get Nathan to like it more. <laughs> they're not doing uh, that. They're not doing that. I've written letters. He's written many letters. I've to, seen them. To, and I uh, didn't want to. Shonda Rhyme saying, listen, Shonda. This is what I need out of you. Right. And Dr. Gray. We all. This, <clears throat> we need. The, these are some very. Is there really a character named Dr. Gray? <laughs> yeah. So it's Gray's anatomy? Yeah. So, what? Why? Uh, well, it's a play on. It's a play on words. Yeah. Because Gray's anatomy like is a classic doctor book. I'm not a doctor. <sighs> so. Oh, you're not? No. Who am I thinking of? No. I'm only a lawyer <laughs> in an Uber. That's all I am. I'm a psychologist when only when I'm drunk. Right. Um, let me see here. Uh, so Grey's Anatomy, that was a, like a book. That was like <clears throat> early anatomy books that okay. was, that was used to, uh, for doctors to learn, you know, the human body. And yeah, so it's a play now on Now they're words. using it to learn about the anatomy of love. It's a play on words. It's a, it's is that still on the air? Is that show still? I think it's still on the air. How many fucking seasons is Grey's Anatomy? 37. I'm, again, throwing the internet for a loop here. Dan Marino's Isotoner Gloves. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy. You have no idea who the fuck I am. Except for you're using DuckDuckGo. So they don't... It's probably helping. It's probably helping. I don't think so. This episode of This Could Be a Podcast is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. If you guys want to search for anything without having your ads... Fucking ought five. Yeah, 2005. Fuck, 15 years. That's insane. And who's Dr. Grey? Uh, main. Oh, okay. Ellen Pompeo. Who's McDreamy? Uh, that is, uh, what's his name? Patrick Dempsey. Is he still on the show? I, I want to say he died, but oh, again, he died. Spoiler alert. I I think I don't know. Well, Let's go back to where he was. He was there. He was there. Go back. Well, there. I didn't do anything. Hold on. Oh my it's god. The internet. These mm, are writing credits. Yeah, he was I think there. Right. I saw him. I saw him. Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Two hundred fifty. Says twenty twenty, but. So if you're just waiting to get into Grey's Anatomy, sorry to spoil it for oh, you. Oh, Kevin McKidd. Kevin McKidd? Yeah. What is he? Uh, he's that guy. He was in Transpotting. And uh, Oh yeah. He was what was the name of his show? Uh he had a show on NBC called Traveler, not Travelers. Back in like oh seven, Journeyman. Journeyman. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good show. Apparently, it only lasted one season. <laughs> That's why thirteen episodes. It was a good show. It was about a guy who would just like randomly jump around. It was a little bit uh, quantum, quantum leap, quantum leapish, where he would just jump into random points in time. So, Maybe. who'd you vote for? Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. That's not good. We're not going to talk it, about it's that. A, it's funny. It's, that's, it's a funny it's a, That's a fun left turn. It's always nice to bring that up and just 
see how people it's kind of like asking that question though really is like what, what's your greatest what's love? your greatest love sometimes people give you that honest answer and sometimes it throws people off in a very funny way yeah that's good am i supposed to say my kids am i supposed to say my kids I, it, as long as when your kids aren't around i don't think you have to say it yeah yeah I don't but know. do your kids they don't need to know that i mean are your kids would, would they be hurt if they found out that they weren't your greatest love i don't think so what is your greatest love I don't know. You don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Hmm. I mean, I. It's hard for you to search your soul. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Don't. Yeah. Just don't even. Bury you son it of a down. Bitch. Just bury, bury, <laughs> push it down. You son of a bitch. Right. Yeah, Part I, of this podcast <laughs> is to get to know Nathan and Nathan to get to know himself. It's I really it's a real self. You should see it. He is drenched in sweat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't think I have a greatest love. I mean, That's I said I love life. I mean, I I, that I mean, could be the answer. I enjoy doing stuff like I enjoy. I I have such a bad, sunny disposition. Like you have a bad, sunny disposition. Like, I just I I'm a real having a good time you know mm-hmm. i'm i want to enjoy everything about stuff and if something's not perfect mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck i feel like there's a part of you that is like a giant two-way mirror where you know there's yeah. there's something on the other side where you, maybe you don't even see like when you look in the mirror you're just seeing the reflection of the two-way who mirror. am i yeah <laughs> and then there's some part of you there's some chestnut that has not been cracked open uh i mean for a while there i thought i could be a sniper but <laughs> Okay, we'll go into that. No. No? I mean, no, I like... Just because you don't care about human life? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I came to the conclusion. Because I saw your sausage fingers. There's no way you could pull a trigger. (laughs) (laughs) For a while there, like as a kid, I came to the conclusion that... Emotions will hurt. Yes. No, (laughs) that I, uh, I could never be a spy. I am too distinctive of a person. That's exactly what a spy would say, by the way, though. That I can't be a spy. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, maybe. Lull me in. Maybe. And just like between gross point and blank and. Pivotal movie for most kids. And, in and I'm trying to think of another. I don't know. There's another. He was type. a hitman. He wasn't he a was spy. A, yeah. But he was also a spy. I mean, he. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there was a really great arcade game called Silent Scope. Silent Scope was a great, yeah, arcade <laughs> Just, game. It was really, it was a real, a lot of fun. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is it's a lot different though than actually taking a human life through, right? I mean, right. Not having spoke from experience, but so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think I have a greatest love, and I don't think I could kill a person for the most part. For the most part, maybe it would be a weird twist of fate if you killed somebody and then you found your greatest love like the moment where you, <laughs> like not not, not killing not killing people, it not, like, not killing people would be the greatest I love i think i want to get into painting oh, i get it now ah <laughs> oh, i've oh. always been into broadway wow <laughs> oh that's it i jump i literally i jump from obsession to obsession and not to jump from obsession to obsession but uh, talking about the internet knowing me Here's an ad on on IMDb. It's a de-choker, anti-choking device for adults. Uh, I have no fucking idea where that came from. An airway clearing device for every stage of life. Yeah, I've, I have guys, no idea where that came from. Nobody told you about the Heimlich maneuver? To the point where here, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to 
keep doing it. You're just, just gonna give it a go. Give it a go. I'm shut yeah. now. Let's let's see what this is all about here. Whew. Yeah, I don't worry. It's in stock on the 18th of this month. So you put it over people's mouth and then you use like a syringe. Yeah. To create a vacuum to pull. Okay. All right. Well, I've uh, you know. There it is. One time, out of nowhere, I was suggested like, or like, I was watching YouTube, and out of nowhere, a commercial for like an elevator fire curtain, like fire curtain safety, like was advertised to me. I'm like, what the hell is going? On? Why? Did what got broke mm-hmm. to the point where, you know. I'm being advertised for like a fire suppressant system for, for elevators. And I'm like, I don't. Did you click on it? No, I didn't click on it. I watched a lot more than probably. (laughs) I normally would. And then I thought about it. There was a point in time where I was looking at a lot of elevator videos. (laughs) (laughs) So as we've all been, I mean, we've all been there. One time. So I was. Sometimes you just get into that. elevator. I I was doing, I was doing research. Mm Mm-hmm. I was doing research uh, on on the workplace and trying to find. It was it was kind of the wild west and trying to find every YouTube social media account that people have created for either a group or an athletic team mm-hmm. at the university okay. and just going through everything. And then all of a sudden, I come across this video, and it's just a kid riding an elevator, an elevator on campus, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, this is a good one." Yeah, this is a so elevator review. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah this is so good. You know, just rattling off model numbers and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and like this kid's YouTube videos were just full of this. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? What a kind of weird rabbit hole am I am I looking at? I'm just a kid just randomly going into an elevator. And I'm like, what is what is this? And how long ago was this? Oh, this was a few years ago, but basically, if there is anything in the world, like a like an object or a thing, there are people who are absolutely fascinated and crazy about them, uh, like uh, like steam engines and yeah. I mean train engines. Not asshotel.com. Not asshotel.com. Um, like my brother-in-law, he like he found a guy who was really into. Uh, plastic lawn furniture mm-hmm. and collected different models of plastic lawn furniture. This this makes me think of, do you have a hobby? Do you, do you have a hobby? No. Was no, talking, was, absolutely not. I was talking with my wife earlier about I it. I guess this. I mean, this I might mean, be the closest thing to a hobby we have, in, but it's... I'm not paid prof- for it. It's a profession. Yet. Yet, exactly. Uh, that's on you. Well, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was talking with my wife earlier because I have uh, some buddies coming into town and... Um, we're gonna. We, we've had these different musical adventures uh, and stuff like that. We where basically like we're trading, writing parts of a song, right? So yeah. he'll he'll send me like a riff, and then I'll write a riff to complement that, and mm-hmm. that's how we we'll write the song and everything like that. And it fizzled very quickly as far as like just having time or the desire to do it. Sure. Not that I didn't want to like collaborate or anything like that, but it's like most of my day is spent working. Or figuring out ways to continue to work and then. Right. So the idea of having, because, I mean, I don't have technically a salaried job. and Oh, yeah. So it becomes a work and hustle all the time. 
but I was I was just thinking about it last night and kind of just talking with my wife about it before. But where you have a you have a job where when you leave it you get to you're done with it you get to go home you clock out and then you have you know you have your family uh, responsibilities that you do until a certain point but then there's this time that it's yours and if you don't have to continue the hustle in your brain right, right. then yeah it really is your time and you can sit down and do something like you know play guitar for a couple hours just for paint. no yeah paint or you know whatever your hobby is yeah but I was like you know like I don't really have a hobby and don't really. It also it also stemmed from like Black Friday Nintendo Switch deals. I'm like, oh, should I get a Nintendo Switch? Oh, I'm like, I don't have time to play the PS4. I bought right. two years ago. <laughs> let let alone like yeah. buy a whole new system and now play that one. Like, like just quickly like jog yourself and be like, oh, what? Yeah, I have fucking no time for that whatsoever. <laughs> right. So no, I'm not gonna buy a Nintendo Switch. But yeah, but I was I was just wondering. I don't. Do you, have, yeah, you, no, you, I don't hobbies? have hobbies. No, yeah. like uh, was uh. The other day, so they, Sundan Mountain, mm-hmm. the ski place here in town, um, yeah. they do a great deal where it's like 150 bucks, and you can go skiing every weekend as much as you want. Mm-hmm. That's your, li- I mean, buy a lift ticket for every weekend from basically mid-December to mid-February. Right. And, and you could go Saturday, Sunday, as much as you want. Mm-hmm. That is a phenomenal deal. It's a great deal. And, you know, they, they sell them up front. They, mm-hmm. they, they're they done selling them. And Christine, my wife's like, um, do you want to get this this year? We always talk about getting it. I'm like, when am I going to go? Yeah. And what sat like, in, uh, we didn't, I didn't say, it. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to have time for that. I know I'm not going to have time for that. Right. Uh, so unfortunately, no. Because I, I can just imagine me it's a Saturday or a Sunday, and I don't have anything going on as far as work. That's the thing about it. It's like when you have a job that seemingly never ends or like you don't basically a job when you don't when you leave your job, you you still are working. Yeah. You're on. You can be called in any any point in time or you right. have to do other things outside of your office. Hours. Right. Yeah, you just have. And, but again, I wouldn't trade that, though. I wouldn't trade because every job that I've had that when when I'm done with that job, I'm done with it and I don't have to worry about it until I get back. I've hated every one of those fucking jobs. <laughs> yeah. And so it's one, it's kind of like seeing the forest through the trees and everything where you're like, I obviously prefer this method of living or this method of making money. Yeah. Um, and then sacrificing what hobbies would be like, <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, I mean, you play video games and stuff, but I mean, you're not, not a, a gamer. Lot. Not a lot. I mean, I, I think you and I play video games about the same amount of time. I will like start playing a video game and I'll play it for like three weeks and then, man, it takes far too long for this to load up. Yeah. And I know, I know I'll go through the same thing of like, is it worth, is the game already in the system? Do I have to change it out? I've got to get up, find the game, put it in the system, start everything, load everything. Remember where I'm at. Remember how the controls work. Yeah. I mean, I love, I mean, there was a time in my life, I guess. I mean, I, I loved Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. Mm. And I think that, that was a fun game. I remember that was like how I got back into video games. Yeah. Was that we got that for the iPad. And for it, the iPad? Yeah, it was on, they got it for the iPad. Really? Is when they came out, 
they basically released all the Grand Theft Autos on iPad or an app version of it and everything. Huh. And then they ran like an incredible deal. I think I got it for like 99 cents or some shit huh. like that. And I remember, I mean, canceling shows being like, oh, I'm just playing video games. I mean, like, oh, we got a show tonight, a place we don't really want to play. And like the weather kind of sucks. And I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Jeez. Um, let's see if we can cancel. And then we cancel, and it's like, oh, just stay at home and play Vice City. More fun. Crazy. Yeah. That's insane. But it, w- it was my getting back into video games. Was like, And I beat the game and everything like that. It was, it was <laughs> one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, let's get San Andreas. Let's do this. And, like, you know, let's just yeah. go down this rabbit hole. So I very much enjoy it. I, I get it. But having the time to do it is uh, a huge commitment. And It's a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. It's and almost detrimental because again, I'm canceling. You're canceling making, gigs. Trust me, it was a gig worth canceling. But see, you're not charging enough for your gigs. That's. It was picking better places to play. There's okay. some gigs you play where you're like, you know, the time and effort are equal to pay. Yeah. And then there's some where you're like, we're doing this because we have to do this, like because this is the place that booked us and we have to go play. But That's when like, you're when you're playing to the bartenders at like when you're basically when the bar, the bar that you're playing at doesn't realize that it should have stopped playing music two hours ago Oof. instead of doing like the seven to 11 show, mm-hmm. they're doing the nine, nine to, you know, two show yeah. and everything. And you're like, or the nine to one, I guess. Yeah. It would be. Um, it's like, yeah, you, no one's here after, after midnight, no one is here at all. So that's not good. We're playing to two hours of just Nobody. nobody. Is this in Galena? No, this is in town. But uh, yeah, we're. And so it's like, is it worth it? And like, I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there's I mean, there's been plenty of times where it's just like, I do not want mostly. I mean, high school sports. Where mm-hmm. It's just like this is. You you put a bad football game in front of me, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, it's the it's, time versus pay. Right. I'm like, this is. Yeah. Uh, Talking about our production work that we do. Yeah. 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 This is, this is rough. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, as far as like the rest of our gigs that we do, I'm trying to think of another like game or, I mean, another, you're not a fan of baseball, but, but baseball is one of those things. But who is, am I right? Wow. Okay. Well, (laughs) you know, who is fan of baseball? Okay. No, that's fine. I am, but that's fine. You're just in my house. It's fine. Double header? Uh, not a double header. <laughs> um, the, but the nice thing about baseball is it gets done early. That's that's the thing about baseball. Where? Yeah. That, well, that's no. That's just because we don't have lights in two of the three fields in town, man. But that's that's the only reason they're getting done. But they start early. That means I gotta leave my job early. It means I gotta take vacation mm-hmm. hours to or work other time to yeah. make it work. Anyway, back to Renaissance Men. Can you accurately describe the plot of, of Danny, Renaissance, Danny DeVito's Renaissance, Renaissance Man? Man? It is the first thing that comes, I mean, as far as... As it should. As it should. I mean, there's the two dictionary after, uh, uh, I mean, excerpts. I did go watch that in the theater as a child. The top 17 Renaissance Man characteristics you need. You need. Exclamation point. This is why I mean we wanted to get back to this whole one. Renaissance man is a man 
who is skilled at all tasks he attempts and has wide-ranging knowledge in many fields. Okay. Okay. You need a well-rounded education. I do believe in liberal arts degrees. But you need to be self-taught, too. I don't... um, You need to be able to self-teach. I I think that's just... You have to have a curious brain. That's I, I, true. I think that's. I think that's. Sometimes just, that does coincide, though, with a well-rounded education. Yeah. Being able to self-teach. Yeah. We talked. Have I told you about my reoccurring dream of waking up for a class that, or like showing up to a class that I've not attended all year, not having done any of the work for, <laughs> and trying to just ace that last exam to get the mm-hmm. pass or something. So I had a weird like follow-up to that dream. Ooh. Where, because it was always one of those things like, where I show up to the class and I'm I have not. <laughs> done any of the work yeah and i've like forgot that i signed up for it it's one it is the most reoccurring dream i fucking have in my <laughs> life okay and it's never happened to me by the way yeah. ever and so i finally had like a conclusion to the dream where i show up and i took the test and we're getting the test results back and i got an a on the test of the class i've never been in and everything that's interesting and the teacher is pissed and <laughs> she's like made it so we're doing like the review of the test. Yeah. And I know I'm telling a dream on a podcast. Yeah. This is not going to be sure. good. But um, we're doing the the result of the test and everything. And the whole, her whole uh, mission in this reviewing of the test is just to prove that I cheated. That's all <laughs> it was. And everything's like really personal and really getting into it. And I was like, for some reason, <laughs> I get divulged into this shouting match between her and I and everything like that. Ooh. And I went, I was going through the test and I just, I came across all this basketball stuff and like all this NBA stuff. And like, and she put all this NBA crap in here just to make herself look cool and everything. And that was my whole, like, <laughs> I was like showing it to another kid. And I was just like, see, you got this here. And then she put all this NBA crap in here just to prove that she's cool and everything. This is a garbage test. This is garbage. And I love the dreams. I don't know if we've talked about this. Like I've had it a couple of times where, you know, I do theater because I'm a true Renaissance man. A theater. Yes. Yeah, I'm an actor. <laughs> Acting. I, I've act. I've acted. I've acted in a lot. I of have stuff. a minor in uh, theater arts. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, do I. Yeah. Fishermen can art, always spot another fisherman. Uh. Anyhow, we're like I will have a dream where, uh, it's opening night. Like we're opening in like two hours, mm-hmm. and, uh, you have to play this fairly large part. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. We, I'm like, well, okay. The show's not going to go on. I guess I'll make it work, and I'll figure it out. I one time had a dream where I was in college, mm-hmm. and I was back watching a high school football game. They're like, Nathan, we need to put you in. It really <laughs> happened? No, no, oh, it didn't. It was, a dream. No, it was okay. a dream, though. But that's I'm like, okay. I mean, I have no clue what kind of offense you're running mm-hmm. here, but yeah, I can, I can hop in and, yeah. and be on the line, I guess. We'll figure, I, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And that's just, that's just who I am. Yeah. I think, well, that's just the, the preparation aspect of, I mean, that must be the, the center of those, those dreams be, feeling unprepared, totally unprepared. That's, that must be it. I mean, yeah, if I'm, it's just always weird that it's always a class that I'd signed up that's for and I just was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I mean, I did that in college. I mean, but that was because I could do it in college where they're like, yeah, you don't really need. There's no attendance credit. I mean, did you ever have those classes in college where where you sign up and like attendance wasn't part of your grade? So basically they give you the syllabus. No. Oh, see. Now go to a public school. Yeah. Go to a state school. I went to a small liberal arts college. Go to a state school. You get the syllabus. You don't need to show up. 
it's just handing the assignments when they say you're supposed to be handed in. Jeez. Oh, it was great. I loved it. That's a, that's an, I mean, I enjoy, for the most part, there was only a handful of classes mm-hmm. in my entire college career that I hated. Um, but yeah, the idea of not going to class, I mean, I'd, I mean, well, you I get all the material. It. You get all, like, especially in film, where it was, it was get the books, uh, watch the movies. Mm. Don't listen to the jaded, you know, <laughs> TA that's teaching the class. I mean, really, there was a lot of jaded TAs in teaching classes. And then there was a handful of people that like wrote their own book that that was you got you, that that was attendance based because they just wanted to hear themselves talk and stuff like Ugh. that. And, but. No, I mean, outside of watching the movies, reading the books, and then writing the papers and taking the tests, like, what? why do I need to show up and mm. listen to you talk about these same things that we're going to be... I mean, there was no discussion or anything. There's like no that. discussion. Yeah. See, that's, I mean, small liberal arts college, where there was, probably, I mean, there yeah. was a lot of discussion. Yeah. And, you know, some of it was forced, and some of it was, uh, you know, pretty... Uh, you know, back and forth and you going, know, really getting into stuff. And I, and I enjoyed that. Well, like, going back to the 17 characteristics you need, you need to be a free, free thinker. thinker. Number three. That's and I me. think I was a free thinker. That's me in a nutshell. A free thinker. <laughs> then you need to be analytical. That's me. There you go. Multilingual. That's an interesting uh, one. Mi español es muy mal. Si, si, si. Tus zapatos es muy azul. Men from the Renaissance traversed Italy, France, Spain, and Britain to promote their books and artwork. Just rub it in my face, you fucks. <laughs> they were like many Europeans of the day, able to easily switch between European languages effortlessly. Okay, well, I'll master the English language one of these days, and then we can move Oh, on, yeah? You know. That ain't gonna happen. Mm. It's an, uh, Eins, it's a, five, that's that's some numbers in German. That's that's numbers in German. Yeah. Very good. Nine. That's no. Nine, yeah. Asvidazane is goodbye. Yeah. Um Aloha is high and goodbye. Not in Germany. Not no, that's that's uh Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Kaluki Melakaliki Maha is no, 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 the thing no, no. to say on a bright no, what's the language? Christmas day. No, what's the what's the oh, language? Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Okay, well let's let's stay on track here. You need to be well read. So first off, I'm I, we're not multilingual. We're gonna we're gonna fall short of being Speak for yourself. Donde está la biblioteca? La biblioteca is a la derecha. And that's about it. There you go. It's like you can do pretty much anything. Me pollo es muy guapo. You need to be well read, clearly. I have uh, just started. I was just looking it up since August. I've been reading, uh, listening to a lot of books. Now, we've talked about this before. Reading and listening. People will yes. People will put a little asterisk. I don't need there. to put an asterisk, but I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. But I just found out about this book. I'm excited to listen to again because I have a lot of things to do. I don't have time to sit down and just fucking read a book. But I do have time to like listen to a book while I'm driving and doing things. Yeah. But uh, what was it? What was it called? Damn it. Right. How to have a hook for your hand. Dot com. No, but that's one of your bits that you keep running. It's a good and, bit. Uh, it, but no one laughs ever. <laughs> Amusing ourselves to death is what the book was called. That's me with a for my hook <laughs> that's, for that's, hand. that's you. Amusing yourself to death. <laughs> Some jokes are just for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, I, I guess it's a commentary on 1984 and Brave New World. Oh, yeah. Written in 1985. 
So I'm excited. I'm going to listen to that. And yeah, I expect a full report. Thank you. I, I, I will give a full report. I just... Because uh, I am well read. Finished listening to a, a fairly short novel called Leave the World Behind. Okay. It's about a family that goes to... From New York. Oh. City. The city that never sleeps. A uh, family from Brooklyn. They rent an Airbnb in upstate. Mm. And Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And then out of nowhere, uh, the people who own the Airbnb just show up like, oh, hey, there was a major blackout in New York City, and mm-hmm. we decided to come up here and get out of it. And just... That violates the terms and conditions of Airbnb, by the way. The dude was going to slip him a cool $1,000 uh, for their troubles. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and just the world just kind of... It doesn't get into, like, Mad Max stuff. Mm-hmm. But just shit falling apart, and like nothing of the after aftermath at all. Like, have, you, have you seen uh, a preview for the the movie Songbird, the Netflix movie coming out with Bradley uh, Whitford? Bradley Whitford? Mm-hmm. Mm. No, no, I haven't. About uh, the COVID pandemic lockdown, a dystopian future, twenty twenty two. Ugh. Mm. Well, you look at it. We'll, we'll talk about I'll, it. Before, I'll, I'll but, look it up. Yeah. Anyway, but, it kind of reminded me a little bit. So I had this concept for like a movie a long time ago called, uh, I I mean, I've, 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 this one is probably like my most like written down concept of a film about a multi-billionaire who built a compound in remote, uh, Northwest, not North, yeah, Northwest probably. I'm thinking like Yellowstone, you Mm -hmm. know, somehow he was able to buy like a chunk of Yellowstone, like remote. In the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. And uh, as the society cl- collapse, he, him and uh, his assistant and a few other people go to this remote compound. And it's a flat, it's an A-B story where the A story is the compound on the brink of a siege mm-hmm. from an outside force. Gotcha. You know, like Mad Max style coming in with torches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the B story is just everything from the beginning of the collapse through them making their way to the compound to living in the compound to the stuff failing in the compound mm-hmm. and eventually catching up with present day. Um, yeah. How long is this movie? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering. It's an it's honest question. 18 hours long. <laughs> it's about an 18 hour. No. Well, no, that goes into a long form movie on TV yeah. that we're talking no, about. No, but I think... I mean, that's, that's what I was getting at is that it seems like a better TV show. I, I mean... Structured a little like Lost ish. I mean, that, I mean, just as far as jumping in the end, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, just going for that <laughs> disappointment at the end. No, I, I, no, I think it's it'd be a it'd be a tight two hours. I, I think. Well, I just think. I mean, and again, I I hate it when you pitch an idea. Not you pitch an idea, but when like I pitch an idea. I'm or anybody. That. I'm taking that personally. Anyone pitches an idea, and then immediately somebody has nothing good to say. But I would do this to that. Oh yeah. You know, I yeah. oh. Maybe you should do this instead of that. Sure. But we're just spitballing here. Yeah. I just, what you're describing. I mean, I have me, everything bulleted, pointed down, but go on. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just did all this work beforehand, but no, clearly just hey, shit no, on my fine. idea. It's fine. Immediately. I haven't read you the full treatment, but go on. Yeah. That's uh look, I get, I get it. Go Here's on. what I'm saying. Yeah. But as I'm shitting all over this, um, <laughs> I just think it would, that, that sounds like it'd be a better TV show than a movie. I think like. I it, would follow that story longer. As a TV sure, show, sure. Then be disappointed by the 
the rapid pace that things escalate. Because in that situation, it, things... Kind of my one thing with, like, The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Fear of the Walking Dead, it everything just escalated so quickly. It was a very quick escalation. It, and then... But what was great about The Walking Dead is that there's this unknown time where everything did escalate in an appropriate amount of time that we just didn't see. We just didn't see it. Yeah. Right. So, and then that's where we pick up. Right. So in like every zombie movie, it always seemed like the escalation from someone getting bit and turning immediately to there just being this worldwide pandemic. Right. Is way too quick. And, and, and for, and for my movie, which I've self-titled the compound, Okay. <laughs> um, is that is that something else? we think, should look and see? I think it, I think there is like a shitty like there's a shitty independent movie called The Compound, I believe. Anyhow, it doesn't we can matter. deal with that post production. It doesn't matter, right? Anyhow, so we we don't really go into why everything's falling apart. I mean, just kind of like I don't know why what, not. Because uh, I I, really str- I struggled with like how to how to get into it how you know my initial thought was what i kind of settled on was the president was assassinated okay uh, amongst like other like major tor- turmoil right mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere vice president was assassinated like three days later gotcha <clears throat> at the same time like some kind of other like massive blackout mat i mean okay. Internet wide failure of the grid. Well, here's here's what okay, and, and then from, I'm gonna immediately shit on your idea. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. I'm not shitting on your idea. I'm just I'm spitballing with you. This is a this is, our this is the first time you've heard it. This is our spitball session. Yeah, because here's the here's the brought you know, to you by DuckDuckGo. You know exactly. Thank you, thank you so much, guys, for sponsoring us. Duck, and Duck, Frank's Go. hot sauce. All right, and Renaissance <laughs> Man, the Disney debut to a 1994 movie. Um. It, uh, one of the one of the conspiracy theories about this election that's pointed out. Yeah. Okay. That uh, what, what I what I would see, and you know me, I always I always pay attention to conspiracy theories because I love them, and yeah. uh, I think one of those things that would cause severe social unrest and uh, would co- would lead to something like this would be a Supreme Court decision that Donald Trump is president, yeah. and the social unrest that would happen after that. Now, a fictional president in your movie sure. that's unpopular that the courts decide is president versus the actual election leading to social unrest, that gives you your in. Yeah. So my, my thing is, like, I want, it, you an in. I want it to be fairly abrupt. Like, I, I that don't. That would be, I, I would, again, kind of watching the world burn. Not I like, like, not like a slow seething, but I, I, I do want some. That's a day though. That's I, one day. That's I, the, I also thought maybe a solar flare. Some, I mean, something that would, but that's panic though. Panic. Yeah. Versus, I went, uh, there's panic. Panic versus like, a, but like mob rule, like mob rule happens. And, and that's like why it would be like a two pronged thing where there's severe political turmoil, social unrest with, and that's was in with social unrest with it. And well, then, I mean, that's and then some other, and then some other like major catastrophe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, I'm like, well, maybe it's like a, a thing where a, uh, you know, a foreign government tries to use this to, to jump right. I mean, to try to, you know, make a play or, or, or something like that. But, here's but I feel like that's too out. I felt like that was too outlandish. Okay. Anyhow. Anyway, number seven, you have to be sociable. 
Yeah. Wait. What? Okay. No, sorry. We didn't scroll down long enough. A sportsman. First off, let's. We're, we're, we'll we'll table this. We'll, we'll have more conversations. We'll spitball this. We don't want to give too much away, by the way, because no, I mean, we want to write this movie. So, uh, I guess we didn't read the definition of a Renaissance man. I don't want to. A Renaissance man is defined as a man with well-rounded skills in cognitive, physical, and social pursuits. The term can uh, came about during the Renaissance and emerged from the humanist tradition. Traditionally, Renaissance even men were excellent philosophers, but also strong, handsome, and charismatic. We sometimes call a Renaissance man a polymath. Okay. Well? No. So, this, uh, a sportsman. sportsman. That, that's... The, you like bowling? I, <laughs> I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I won state in high school for intramural bowling, but... Uh, today, posh boys boarding school, particularly in England and Scotland, still attempt to breed Renaissance men by encouraging their young men to compete against each other in one or more of these higher class sports. The higher class sports being polo, polo sailing, and rugby. And rugby. Yeah. Huh. What are three sports I don't understand the rules to? Number nine is brave. Number, oh, ten, number handsome. This is ten is handsome. Number eleven is well dressed. Number twelve is charismatic. A gentleman. This is Number garbage. Thirteen is a gentleman. The helpful can fuck right off, Art- and you can quote me on that. Artistic, cultured, well traveled, an explorer, an inventor, entrepreneurial, and effortless. effortless. Humble. Humble. Fuck off. Examples of Renaissance men throughout history: Leonardo da Vinci. If Danny DeVito is not on this list, I'm going to be <laughs> pissed. Yeah. First off. Winston Churchill is not handsome. Okay. No. You put him in the right light. That <laughs> top that hot top hat did mm. a lot for me. No. I'm not a chubby chaser. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jefferson on the other hand? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, absolutely. Examples of Renaissance men in film. James Bond. If sure. there's more than three it's this list is complete bullshit. There's only <laughs> if there's more than three <laughs> Renaissance men. Yeah, and Captain America is number two. James Bond, Captain America. I just really Captain America. Uh, okay, right. every Samuel Iron, Iron Man. Man. This is garbage. This is Greg yeah. Gatsby. Elvis. This, this is, is books. Is, Renaissance men in books. books. The Great Gatsby and Albus Dumbledore. This is uh, this is garbage. You think this is garbage? Yeah, this is garbage. They have not mentioned Danny DeVito once, by the way. Not even once. Talk about Da Vinci a little bit too much, if you ask me. You're not a fan of Da Vinci? Uh, You're more a DiCaprio man yourself? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, First off, why is DiCaprio not on this list? Right? You ever seen him throw a football? No. I haven't either, actually. That's probably what's holding him back. How to become a Renaissance man. Number one, read books. Done. Keep up to date with the news. Done. Watch documentaries. Done. <laughs> Number four, workout. Uh, you might got me there. <laughs> You'll need to be visibly physically fit. Fuck off. <laughs> Work on your upper body. That's and core and strength. Core strength. A couple of times a week yeah, to maintain fu- the, the ideal body type of a masculine man. Fuck leg day. Fuck leg day. That's what they're saying. Helpful professor. Fuck leg day. Fuck leg day. Take up a sport. Just do it. You know. Such as sailing, rowing, skiing, or polo. Hey, skiing. 
You can get that. I, I can ski. Get that pass, and then I you like, can become a Renaissance man. I ski. Look, if Winston Churchill is a, a Renaissance man with his portly build, I mean, you're well on your way. Uh, for to a portly build? No, no, no. I'm just like he was much, you know, larger than you. Take classes in mathematics, history, literature, and philosophy. Done. Did it. Try Corsia as a good starting point. I'm already there. Become an entrepreneur. Start a my own business. Done. Done. I mean, we're doing it right now. It's Living called there. a podcast. We did it. Take up painting, pottery, or a musical instrument. Already did it. I'm um, sure. I can Learning play guitar. Uh, learn a new language. Fine. You know. I, I, Maybe I that's around with Duolingo for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. Teach yourself a little Latin as well. I don't disagree with that. I, that's. I yeah. love learning a little bit of Latin. You know me. Yeah. Learn how to skateboard. Learn how to play a piano. Look at that. Learn Latin. <laughs> Some say skateboarding is the, <laughs> is the shitty sea? South, South uh, California way of playing polo. Um, I think I heard Dana DeVito say that one time. Yeah, he's like, oh, you can't play polo. Just learn how to skate. Just Board. learn how to skate. Just learn how to ride a half pipe. And just number 10, travel. And, and number 11, do, do a liberal arts degree. What, hard pass. What does do a liberal arts degree mean? <laughs> you take that piece of paper, you fold it just, just right. Just right. You get some some uh, nice petroleum jelly in there. If all of the above seems too daunting to you, try to do it in a more structured way by doing a liberal arts degree. Exclamation point. How, again, how do you do a liberal arts? How do you do any degree? So you fold in hamburger style. <laughs> and then. Yeah, I just crumple it up. <laughs> It'll give you a broad base of worldly knowledge and you'll learn or you'll leave the course with a well-respected certificate. Whew. Criticisms of a Renaissance man concept. It reinforces gender, gender norms. norms. I'm of the belief that a woman can be a Renaissance man if she wants to be. I want to clap for you so hard right now. It's just, thank you. I just, you know, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but... Just, you know. So brave. It's <laughs> it's not too common that we hear of a Renaissance woman. Uh, but you know, number, tw- number two, I mean, for, uh, first off, it reinforces gender norms. Okay. That's a criticism. Sure. But no one's talking. This next part's interesting, though. The expertise is better than broad knowledge. That is the opposite of what a Renaissance. This is a, this is a criticism. This is criticism yeah. of a Renaissance man. And I didn't. And it says here we can thank Henry Ford for the growth of specialization. Uh, Ford showed us that factories and indeed society—that's a, that's a real that's broad a, claim, right there. Jump. But seem to work more efficiently when each person has a specialized purpose. Each person can gain deep knowledge and skill in one thing, which is of great worth to society. When we want to get a well-paid job today, we need to specialize. We go to university to gain skills for that one thing, which puts us in good stead for applying uh, for our jobs of the future. It's, I think, like, it's, I mean, specialization versus uh, generalization. I think they're both good. I I, I think there's room for both. There's room for both. But the capacity of an individual to be able to actually function that way, some people can't. Do it, and some people need the structure of having one specialization, right. and other people thrive. Absolutely dumb as rocks. You take me outside of the world of uh, I don't know copyright law, and I'm 
I am dumb as rocks, and I can't, I you, I quite frankly think my car engine runs on pixie dust, and I don't have any concept mm-hmm. whatsoever about what's happening inside my everyday devices. Uh, Wi-Fi router's out. I don't know. Do I buy a new one? Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to tell you about this very obscure copyright law about this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. I do think that specialization is important. It has to be. It has to be. Again, going back to like the all or nothing aspect of our world of like it's either one way or it's another way, like or either either this way or or right this way. And do you again? It's if we want to bring back into gender norms and everything like that with this, there's only a small percentage of the population that can play professional sports. If you yes. think on any level that those professional sports teams and ownership are not looking for anybody that can do it. If they're purple from another planet, it's if they can throw 95 from yeah. the left-hand side of the plate or left-hand side of the mound, like, yeah, they're going to get a contract. Like it's, it's one of those things where not everyone can do that. And that's why it's specialized. Not everyone can, not everyone's built the same. Not everyone right. is. I kind of wonder if this is like an urban versus rural divide almost. I'm, I'm, like for me at, mm-hmm. coming from a small town, and I was in I was in athletics. I mean, I was a four sport athlete all through high school, mm-hmm. and then again, I was involved with almost every aspect of the arts in my small town. Okay, it's interesting. I, you know, I was in. I would get a man who can do both. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then I come here to Dubuque, which is not some metropolis. But when I hear about the specialization from coaches, where it's like. You are a football player. I don't want to hear about you on the wrestling team at all. You mm-hmm. don't. You don't get to do that. We can talk about track, maybe, but no. You you are you are doing this sport and this sport only, and we're going to focus on this sport and that's it. And if you, but that depends on that. That's we, we in our hyper individualistic world that we live in. The yeah. hyper like self that we ex- exhibit. We forget that. We we seem to gloss over that there are individuals that are capable of doing things that we're not. Right. And and that's the thing about, like, is everyone important? Is everyone the best app? Sure, whatever. Whatever you want to say. But really, not everybody is. Like, there are some people, like, LeBron James can play basketball better than I can play basketball. We're the same age. But yeah. he, he can play basketball. He can probably play Baseball? Every sport better you, you than I he, can. You think he's a better bowler, though? That's the real question. Who knows? But I would love to see it. That'd be fun, right? That'd be fun. But <laughs> you, I want to find a sport that you can beat LeBron. I bet I could beat him at pool. I bet I could beat him at pool. All right? Billiards? I bet you I think, got him. You think, you I bet think me and LeBron. Yeah, I want to see that at least. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd pay money, but yeah. I would strongly encourage that happens. Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> this could be a this podcast. Could be a podcast. I'm gonna, let's tweet LeBron. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at TCBA underscore podcast. Nathan, where else can we be found? Oh, we're on Facebook, and we're on YouTube. And when you tweet at LeBron, uh, make sure you tag us in that Please. as well. Just a barrage at LeBron to play Bobby and Billiards. Just Bobby and Billiards. I'll, I'll go to L.A. You'll, oh, you're going to front the money to fly to L.A.? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's good. I'll make this up. I'm glad that you're putting in that much effort.